done with a shot body down. They score! Slam Welcome to episode 87 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros Podcast. Stall had an empty dead goal in the game on Sunday against Anaheim. Fox moving, shooting, a deflection. Jojo, just me and you again, buddy. It's a two-man show, baby. <laughs> We're just trickling to the finish line here, <laughs> Joe. I know. We got one guy across the... Not across the world. In another country. And the other one is... Who knows where Brian is? <laughs> who knows? The, the, you know what? He was at a stag and doe last night, meaning the possibilities of where this guy could have slept are just about endless. Okay. Stag and doe... On Easter weekend, the day before Easter, that yeah. is a recipe for disaster. Who knows what he, where he is, what he got up to? I have no idea. No, no idea at all. We should have uh, checked up on him actually this morning just to see where he was, if he was okay. You know what's funny? <laughs> he sent me, he sent me a text, Brian, at 2 a.m. last night. Oh boy. And he was like, uh, <laughs> "Let me just read it here. It wasn't anything bad." And he goes. Um, I know you had gripes about participation. I think he was hammered because (laughs) the first part and the second part don't really go together. I know you had gripes about participation, but how we absolutely need to get involved in some gambling aspect. I see you have all kinds of ideas and I want to run that aspect of it. But there's so many spelling mistakes. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I guess he was horned up about because we're gonna get into more like gambling stuff and gambling posts and stuff here. We'll, we'll, and like, he's and he's big on it. he's. I think yeah. is he the biggest on it? You think out of all of us? Yeah, probably. I'm the least. I know that. Uh, I'm on the low end of everything for when it comes to that. Yeah, because I know uh, he's big on that. He does all sports. Yeah. So, yeah, we're gonna get into more of that. So Brian's excited. Maybe maybe that'll. Uh, Get him, get him pumped for next year. I'm sure it will. <laughs> Maybe yeah, hopefully it'll make his fantasy game a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Well, he'll be in what? He'll be in Division Three in our pool, so maybe he'll have a shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there should be some like, <laughs> there should be some like hybrid like fantasy because obviously fantasy hockey is all like players and stuff, but like something about when you you have your fantasy team and then there's part of the league where you i don't know i'm just thinking off the top of my head here but part of the league where it's like you have to predict like winners and like parlays and stuff and like you earn a, a move or something you know what i mean like some hybrid <laughs> like, of pro- you, you get you get rewarded with uh with yeah. uh but do you Wouldn't have to pay cool? you, but do you have to pay into it 
like do you have to put money down to get your extra move or is it just oh. part of the pool just part of it because the whole like paying for picks and stuff i think that exists does it no there's paying for <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> there's the, maybe not but there is like a there are like league types where you pay for um yeah you like outbid people but that's fab. Oh, I don't but think, I think there's any yeah, additional I think that's, money. Yeah, that's, I think, just, that's not real cash. I think that's kind of fake cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. So. Well, some hybrid thing would be kind of cool. Anyways, we'll, well get into some hockey talk. We're, we're, we're definitely in the thick of the playoffs for some of us. There's only, what, like four people left? Or by the time people are listening to this, we're in a two-week final for most pools. Yeah. It should it should be the final most people because the final week of the regular season, well, the it fi- got extended it by got extended. one game yeah. two days later. But normally it finished on the Friday, so it was only five days there. Yeah. So we're we're getting right down to it. So if you're listening, thanks for sticking with us and the not dog just, days, as we call yeah. it, <laughs> of fantasy the, hockey. Definitely the dog days of fantasy because. It, Probably 95% of people who are in pools do not care right now. No, not at all. No matter how you how you frame it, it looks like it's only four guys right now that still care in the semis. And then when it comes to the finals, or if you're in a rotisserie league, I'm sure it's like, what, top three that still might have a shot at first place. We should get into that quickly because, like, so when the Seattle-Winnipeg game got postponed this week, they pushed it to May 1st, the Sunday, mm-hmm. and Yahoo and other pool hosts extended the season to finish on May 1st. So yep. you're going to have a situation in redraft leagues. Let's just, for argument's sake, let's just say that unlimited moves. You're going to have teams that throw everybody out and only pick up Seattle and Winnipeg players. Well, for example, even keeper even keeper pools, like if you have like three or four or five keepers, depending on how many pools you're you have yeah you're gonna end up at that time when it was a friday's the last day the 29th yeah so between on that saturday you could drop like four guys depending on how many moves you have left and then yeah. go all in on just that those that team whatever's whoever's left it's gonna be crazy because you're gonna like you might have a situation where like Evgeny Shvechnikov gets the game winner for Winnipeg <laughs> and wins someone their league because they just had to throw out a bunch of ads, you know? Now the question is, this is what I always run into. And I, I ran into it last week and I was, I was kind of kicking myself, but it ended up working out okay. For example, our pool. Most pools, what, average three to four moves per week, you would say? Uh, that's probably the average, three to five. Okay, so you're you're living week by week, basically. So mm-hmm. the moves I made this week to help me this week, I might not need those players. So when is the optimal time to use your moves? Do you use two of? Let's say if you have three, do you use two of them right off the gate on Monday so you can get your set yourself up, especially on a two week matchup like? I, I don't even know, like, you kind of, I, to, to get through the semis, you kind of screw yourself for the final because you only have, you know what I mean? It, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So it all depends. Oh, so, like, man. the way I had it, like, for our league, 
coming in, I had a, a solid, like I had first place locked up. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I was first planning place locked my, up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I planned my first round matchup moves in advance. Yes. So then I had, I had pl- more than enough moves for the, for the quarters. So then when the semis rolled around and I knew like, okay, my quarter matchup was fine. I don't need to worry about it. So I think I used maybe one move. Then I had two to use for the following, following week. week. And now I'm in a place where like my, my semifinal matchup is so tight where I had to use them all. And I like, I'm not looking, I'm not even looking ahead to next week. So I'm like, I'm just get through this and then I'll worry about next week, next week. So for me, it all depends on your matchup. But like when you're looking at when to use moves, I don't like to use them all up front because I want to know what I need for the last you know what I mean that's what I almost ran into this week I ran into that this week almost I was like okay I might need something there's a little category that I might need but I'm out of moves I'm screwed I think on Wednesday I made my last move uh, because I picked up uh, Parise for Thursday Friday Sunday yeah and I kind of just like well who knows come Saturday I might need something that I never knew and I'm kind of screwed so this week is even worse because it's three. Like if I if I end up getting to the final, which it's sort of trending that way, you never want to count your chickens before they hatch. But it's like all those three players I picked up for this week. Do I need next week, or do I kind of I I, I gotta make I don't know. That's the that's the key thing that I always run into, and I know other probably managers do it. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. And then the other thing is that like if I'm looking for a Sunday pickup, I check to see and it's like it's cuz our our you, pool in particular is like so deep so like yeah. whether you pick this guy, this guy, that guy, it's it really very, doesn't matter. So what I do is I look at if any of them play Monday. Yeah. And then I'll pick them up instead of the other guy cuz I know okay, at least he's going to matter for me on Monday and then I'll drop him for two, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's so tough because playoffs you can't really you, you got to get to that next week. So you got to win this you got to win that week to get to next week. So it's yeah. just like you have to play for that week. Yeah. It's it's that's the the one that gets me all the time. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Fantasy players of the night. Let's quickly run through them. Waddle still in the power play for a minute 49. Brandstrom sends it back across the Stutzman. The Brandstrom to Norris. Norris shoots the flick and Brady Kachuk packs it in. He's got two, and Ottawa's back within one. We start off with Brady Kachuk. He had two goals and an assist and a 4-3 loss against Winnipeg last Sunday. He's now up to 59 points in 72 games. Of course, with Brady, you have to mention what else he does. 261 shots, 252 hits. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, like I know we're gonna get to a Johnson or Johnson later, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about power, like we mentioned last week. But uh, Kachuk's a good one to do it with, and maybe we'll do this in the future because he's a great like banger league conversation. Like, where do you fit him in based on everything he does? Right? Like, yeah. is he? Would you keep him over a point per game player that just like has mediocre like hits and blocks and shots point point per game yes i agree yeah Yeah, i i think so like i've i've loved this guy i had him in our pool i just had to trade him this year 
And for example, he was involved in a deal that I think I can't remember the deal exactly, but the two main pieces were Brady and Marner. So like, obviously Marner is not a point per game player. He's more than that, but I haven't been rather pool, but because he wasn't necessarily a keeper for me this year, I dealt them and I got a second rounder because I figure I can get a better point, better than point per game player in the draft. But I love this guy. This kid is yeah, is a him. fantasy stud. Like yeah. he does everything, and don't don't count out the points because I think as Ottawa gets better and better year after year, he's gonna get up there in points. Now, can he reach that point per game player status? I think so. I think so. Yeah. My thing is who he's playing with. Like is Batherson and uh, Stutzel. I think right now is his line. Are they gonna be those players that get them to that point per game, or vice versa? Uh, I think so. I think Batherson is already there. Like he's he's like he's. he's I a, love from a fantasy standpoint. Like I love Ottawa's core. Like Batherson, Stutzel, Norris, Kachuk. They all do everything. They do everything. Like I I I have Stutzel as well, and I'm. I kept him last year, and I was like, "Oh God, this like he had a rough start. He really didn't do anything." Yeah. And then the last I don't know how many weeks, but he's been on fire. He went from like I think early in the season he was ranked like two hundred and something in a bangers league, and now he's up to ninety six. Yeah, he's killing. I looked at it yesterday, and I was like, "He's gonna make great. my decisions a little bit tough in the <laughs> summer." And now it is brought out as Henderson. Trying to get through center. Broken up by Dylan Sandberg. Ehlers finds a little space. Leaves it. Scores! Morgan Barron! Um, all right, moving along here. <laughs> we can go through this I know. Quick. I know. Well, Morgan Barron. Is... He had a goal and an assist against Montreal in a 4-2 win on Monday. It was the only game that night, so... Do do we have a cricket sound or like a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like, think I don't think there's any fantasy value here with no, him. No, no. He was a sixth round pick of the Rangers. He <laughs> was moved to Winnipeg this year. Fringe player on the Jets. He had a good good night on a Well, at first I I saw Barron and I'm, uh, in your notes and I'm like I can't remember if it was Morgan or Justin. Yeah, yeah. So. No, nothing nothing here. Here's Hedman. That's blocked by Sagan. Another shot blocked by Tyler Sagan. Ben can't clear it. Shot through traffic, stopped by Wedgwood. Rebound is loose, and the horn sounds. Scott Wedgwood was perfect in a one nothing win over the Lightning. He had 25 saves that night, earning him the following start where he lost in OT. Wedgwood hasn't lost in regulation since joining the Stars. He owns a 3-0-2 record with a 2-7-3 GAA and a 9-17 save percentage. He's not a bad goalie to own right now in deep leagues only because the Stars are so desperate to win games. And just looking ahead in the schedule here, the Stars have two back-to-backs left, so he'll get at least two. Um, and those are likely against Calgary and then a solid one against Arizona. His former team, which he yeah. wasn't like he wasn't that bad in Arizona either. It's just he's a product product of his own team like Mhm. So yeah, Wedgwood, not bad if he gets, he'll get at least two, maybe more, the way he's been playing. So somebody to look up, look at off your wire, potentially, if you need to start, and he's playing. 
Tarkovsky, McKinnon, he scores! It's a Nathan McKinnon hat trick! Nathan McKinnon. Uh, who? Three, yeah. <laughs> three goals and two assists and a 9-3 win over L.A. on Wednesday. He's up to 84 points in 59 games. That's good for fourth in the league in a, from a points per game yeah, perspective. Yeah, I was going to say, he's up there with uh, yeah. Matthews, Marner, McDavid, and him. And then yeah. Dreisaitl, I think, was fifth. Yeah. They're, they're, again, like there's not much to say about McKinnon other than don't forget about him as an elite. Like he's right up there with Dreisaitl, Matthews, Kucherov. Like do not forget about him because of the games played aren't there this year. He's still like coming in. He was, I think, he was the de facto. I mean, it was two. between him and Dreisaitl, but but most people were going with Mac as the number two guy. Yeah. Nothing has has really changed there. Like he's right no. there with with those guys, and then of course Matthews is into that conversation now. And so is Huberto, right? <laughs> you know he what? had t- he had ten shots the other night. Who me? Yeah, I think it was Saturday. Uh, what are we now? Sunday? I think it was Thursday night or Friday night. He had ten shots in a game. I was like, you're an expert Whoa. on your own players. You, I know. Huberto had ten shots. Martyr <laughs> had, had thirteen hits. hits. In two games. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are just the ones that I kind of see. Right? It's just like, yeah, what yeah. the hell? Ten shots? You don't really see that from many players. Yeah. Here's an empty netter for Tarasenko. Tarasenko, what a night for number 91. Vladimir Tarasenko. Speaking of my own players. <laughs> yeah. He had three goals and two assists and a 6-2 win over Buffalo on Thursday. Vladdy has been great this season. And like, who would have thought after just th- playing 34 games in the last two years that he'd be having the season he did? And, and all the noise in the beginning of the season. I was going to say, and yeah. quite possibly not even being on St. Louis. Like he was very well on the on the way out. Like it was like uh, I don't think he's, he's on the way out anymore. <laughs> and now he's leading the Blues in points with seventy three in sixty eight games this year. Like he's found a very very nice fit with Thomas there. Yeah, Thomas and Buchnevich. That line's been great. Fifteen Unreal. points in his last eight games. Thomas has something like twenty four in his last twelve or something. Yeah, I think he had like 31 in his last 15 or something like that. Yeah, I don't want Thomas to overshadow Tarasenko here. No, but it's crazy but what Thomas is doing. Both of them. They're both Even on fire. I have, like I said, we were just said that I'm an expert at my own players. I have both of them in yeah. our pool. <laughs> and it's just like, and anytime you see an alert come up on your phone from like a goal from St. Louis, I'm like it's just like Thomas, Tarasenko, Booch. Like it's just like <laughs> earlier know. earlier in the year, it was Cairo all, all over the place. Yeah. But now in the second half, it's been all Thomas, basically. Well, with Tarasenko, he's 30 years old. He's a great hitter, great shooter. He does everything, yeah. Three points off his career high. Like, he does everything. And where he was going in drafts, like, we mentioned this in, in the pre-show. Like, he won people some money this year. Well, it's, it's funny. You said, like, where he was going in drafts. It's just, like, I think people were not skinning I don't know if scared is the right word, but well, I think people were worried scared. whether he would be actually playing. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's where his, his thing was. And it's it just like, is he going to be in St. Louis or where is he going to go? Is he going to get traded to another team? Like, and maybe not have the same success, but uh, St. Louis, I don't think is moving him now. No, crazy. 
He has crazy value. That St. Louis Minnesota matchup is going to be amazing. <laughs> it definitely is. It's good. Like, I think that's going to be fun. Never the, mind. The winner of that. The winner of that. This is the problem with the playoff pools, and we'll get into it. But like, I want to pick the winner of that to go to the final. I just don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like I don't know if the I don't know if they're going to go. I'm I'm Cal- Calgary is kind of where I'm leaning to. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, they check all the boxes, man. I, I'm gonna go back on my Colorado prediction because I don't think Vegas is gonna get in. Just looking at their schedule, but there's and again, does that leave some doors open for the Oilers to do some damage? No, Mike Smith isn't doing any damage. I'm sorry. <laughs> They had a good showing against Vegas, but no, I, I, I would not put my eggs in his basket. Oh, you do, eh? I would not. Do what? No, you would, sorry, you would not put his, you said you would put all his, the eggs in, your, in his basket. No, I said I would not put oh. my eggs in his basket. Okay. You can do a rewind there if you want to. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's okay. I trust you. I trust you. Romano carries in. Romano dish down for Evans. Seconds to go. Armia tapped it on net. It's a 44 save shutout for Ilya Sorokin in Montreal. His seventh clean sheet of the season. Ilya Sorokin. He had a 44 save shutout in a 3 0 win over Montreal Friday. It was Carey Price's return to the crease and the Bell Center, and Sorokin stole the show. He has a 25, 15, and 7 record with a 229 GAA and a 928 save percentage. Fourth in GAA, second in save percentage amongst goalies with at least 20 starts. Not bad for a goalie who's on a team that's not going to be making the playoffs. Um, I said it a few episodes ago, but again, don't let Sorokin drop in drafts next year. If the Isles bounce back, he could be a top five goalie. Like Again, I guess. It's... I'm not going to go as far as this, but he has the very similar career path as... Now, he's just... The other goalie I'm going to mention is because... Yes. They're very similar. I think it's just the difference is Shesterkin plays on the Rangers right now, and the Rangers are a better team. Yeah. Uh, But Sorokin is a, a goalie I was looking at in drafts this year. Um, I didn't get him in any of my my pools, but he is definitely one to keep an eye on. And like you said, do not let fall next year because if the Islanders do rekindle some kind of yeah anything of what they looked like last year, then he could be a steal wherever you get him. Yep. Nothing else to add to that. That's 100%. And quickly, just I wanted to make a note, and I went. It was, I couldn't look it up fast enough, which kind of yeah. made me maybe mishear you uh, on the Tarasenko. But just going back on Tarasenko, where he was drafted, yeah, he his average draft pick was 110th there you in go. the ninth, nine nine and a half, so almost ten rounds. So yeah. like that is absolutely nuts, and he's ranked I think in a bangers league. He's 36, I think. Yeah, like crazy it's, value. It's crazy value what he can do. He is, I'm just going to get the exact number because I have him right here on my team. He's 28th. 
So yeah. it just goes to show you. Dmitry Orlov in his return to the lineup has a pair of assists. In a 2-1 Washington lead. Look out again, it's Mantha in solo, fires, he scores! Mantha back-to-back! Wow! Anthony Mantha, two goals and two assists and an 8-4 win over Montreal on Saturday night. I swear, I swear like four of the seven Pens players of the Knights were against Montreal, it seems like. <laughs> Mantha, so much promise on Detroit, and then he got a lot of hype when he got traded to Washington. But then he just kind of blended into the like a mediocre he's, like middle six. He's been a disappointment for me. I was I had a lot of hype and a lot of promise for him going to uh, Washington. I don't well, know if injuries derailed well, him a little that's bit. That's the thing. Like granted, he injuries have plagued him over the last few Big years. Time. And like in thirty games this year, he only has twenty one points. So not great, but not terrible either. The thing is, is with him, it's like, you know, 27 years old. He had that one year with Detroit, the 1920 season, where he had 38 points in 43 games. And that's what everyone was basing it off. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then, you know, you look at his career, his career high is still only 48 points. Like, it's really nothing special. Yeah. I don't think he's, I think he's reached that status where it's just like, okay. Like, it's just, I don't think he's going to be anything that we thought he was going to be. But take my word with a grain of salt because I did say that about Thomas this year. The, the Mantha, he's one of those, he's one of those players in drafts next year that like he's only twenty seven, right? So he's still in his prime. Mm-hmm. He could be one of those guys that surprises you. But his body's probably thirty four with all the injuries he's gone through. <laughs> True. <laughs> and then the thing with with Washington, right? It's like. There's not a spot on the top power play unit for him. No. Nope. It's just not. Right? So that's what kind of hinders his value, too. It's like... Like, his spot would be probably, what, Oshie's spot? If well, it not, ever... They like to have a right-handed shot in the slot there. Yeah. So it, that it, when it's not Oshie, it's usually Wilson. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny because normally when young guys get traded, they move to a, where they're going to get more opportunity. But it was the opposite. That's what that's what made that Mantha Verana trade so interesting, because Mantha went from getting all the opportunity in Detroit to a better team, but not as much opportunity. So, and now Verana is the opposite. He's exactly. getting all the opportunity. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay, uh, that's it for fantasy players the night this week. But we did want to touch on a couple other players here. I wanted to mention Maddie Beniers. Because, you know, last week we talked a lot about power. And Veneers went, went right after power. Second overall. Yeah. and I Same believe, team. Same Michigan team. Yeah, and he's he's looked pretty good, you know, with Seattle. Again, we talk about opportunity. I think he's had a goal and an assist in, in three games. Three games, I believe, or two games, was it? Three? Uh, it was two or three. It, yeah. was two, it was two or three. But, yeah, like... Here's another guy like we talked about, you know, if you're in a deep keeper league and you're you're trying to maybe pick up a keeper hit a home run like I know Seattle's not going to be great, but again, that opportunity is going to be there and Beniers should have a full year next year. So he has a goal and assist in two games. One one power play point, four shots, three hits, one block. So he's kind of sprinkled everywhere. I don't know how consistently consistently he can do that. But it's an interesting um, first few games for him. First couple yeah. games. 
So, uh, like you said, in a deep a deep pool, late ad that could get because again, some of these teams that are out of it, they're gonna give their their youngsters the play, which obviously what I said last week on the th- on the on the pod about power playing a bunch. He's playing a ton of minutes. He's playing around 20 minutes per game uh, in his three games, but no power play time. I thought for sure he'd be used on the power play. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Like, yeah, really. like you would have to, you would want to, like a lot of these teams want to see what their young guys have. And I know in Seattle, that's what they're doing with, with uh, Beniers. He's, mm-hmm. uh, I actually watched the a little bit of that game last night on Saturday night with, when he's, I missed his first goal. Uh, career goal, but he was. I had Jesper Bratt in one of my other pools, so I was watching the Jersey game. Yeah. He's 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 there. He, he they're pushing him. They're using him. So we'll see. One yeah. guy to keep an eye on for late ads or streamers or that sort of thing. If you need some help in the final. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to Veneers uh, and and the rookies here in just a sec. But uh, as I mentioned before, we saw the return of Carey Price. Mm-hmm. Um, this week and like what are your thoughts on him so just as you think about it moving forward Montreal this is the the rest of the schedule they have Minnesota then Philly and then an Ottawa Boston back-to-back and then the final week they have two games the Rangers and Florida so (laughs) not a appealing schedule no, other than the Philly, the Philly. even Ottawa, I don't love because the way Ottawa's playing right now, like you got one game there, and Ottawa always like when when they play Montreal, those are high scoring games usually. Yeah, so you know as exciting as people are about price of return, you know real life, great great story, good for him, but in uh, in fantasy, I'm I'm not like leave him on the wire. It's really nothing. The bigger question fantasy-wise will be next season, what happens in the summer with him and where he's playing, if it is in Montreal or not. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be the interesting, interesting part, to see if he can actually regain anything of what he was uh, and where he will regain that, if he regains it. Yep. Okay, Joe, let's do... Uh, we, we mentioned it last week, a little keeper... Johnson over Janssen. And we'll go back to Owen Power for this because, I mean, there's probably a few people that are faced with the decision whether to, what do they take a shot and keep a guy like Power? Or even Beneers could be into this sort of, you know, this conversation. Or another guy. So, maybe usually, maybe, that's like, that's because usually when it comes to drafts, usually in deep keeper pools, the first round pick usually gets play, what, in the first 10 picks usually? Usually, because depending on players who they're trying to, they're defense, rebuilding, right? Defensemen are a little mm-hmm, iffy. Mm-hmm, big time. But that's why we're, we brought this up. In a case like this, power, like he got, he was signed, so you almost get a free look at him, and you can just pick him up off the waiver wire. You don't need to waste a pick. Mm-hmm. So that's where this interesting factor comes in, and we're going to weigh out a couple players here and here. And let's let's flush out this quickly because this alone will have be a conversation. But power or Darlene? <laughs> <laughs> Who would you keep between the two? Because for me, 
uh, while you're thinking, because it seems like you're very yeah. deep in thought there. Yeah, this one's not I'm, so easy for me. I'm still I'm still keeping Dalin because I just think, you know, Darlene had all the promise that Power had coming in. I think Darlene's had a great year. And he I, looks fine. And I'm not willing to say, like, within the next three years that Power is going to we'll pass, him. pass him on the depth chart. So... I always, when it comes to these like long-term keeper projections, and we get these questions all the time, I'm taking what I know over what I don't, and I know what Darlene is, and, and that's why. And I, you don't know Darlene. what, which yeah. makes sense. The only thing, like, and and this is where it comes down to um, real life hockey and fantasy hockey. I think Power will be the better real life defenseman. Okay. Than Darlene. I'm interested to see if that translates into fantasy as well. Mm-hmm. I think he does get power play time with Buffalo. That's the question. Does he knock Dowling off the top unit eventually? I think power might have, if you're in a bangers league, blocks, hits. Does he? Is he going to get more than Dowling? Possibly. Well, small sample size, but in three games, he has one hit. One hit. Three blocks, right? Three blocks, yeah. Darlene so, has 113 hits and 85 blocks. It's so funny. Like we get, we the, get, like it's, we, we get, get these, over like a little small margin of hits, like what, like three hit difference, and we're like, oh yeah, this, like you know what I mean? It's well, just the, crazy. It, yeah, and it's funny. It's because like sometimes we get questions: Is power gonna hit and block? And it's like we don't freaking know don't the know. way these guys are gonna translate, right? Like. You, it's so rare that you have a guy like Cider who comes in and literally does, does everything. It. Like what a pick for, for people Cider was because as a rookie, it's rare that they're banging bodies and doing everything. Yeah, right like Darlene has 48 points. Like, So it's, it's tough for me to say right off the bat. Like my first thing was like, yeah, I'm going to take – like my when you asked me, when we talked about this in a little bit in the pre-show, I was like, no, nah, I think power is going to eventually over, overtake him. I don't know. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're higher uh, on power than I am. I think like, this is I, so yeah, premature. I, am. I think power – and I, I don't want to make these comparisons. Uh, I don't like it. But I could see him being something like a headman. Was, Where he's so how like, long are you willing to wait? That's the problem. That's the problem. Well, and, and I don't think he'll get there in three years, especially on a team like Buffalo. It also depends you know on I mean? the keeper league format because yes. some some keeper leagues, it's like you 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 could keep guys for like eight years. Yeah, and then in that case, it's like yeah, over the next eight years, he might become headman. Yeah, so you have an absolute stud on like, your hands. And and Darlene. And I'm not gonna say it could turn into because I'm I think they're close and very close in age, but like almost like a fox, like yeah. where he's more offensive, like he's more flowy offensively driven, whereas Dolly or Power is more like a your like beast, like, your your beast that still puts up point, like you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just okay, so how long are you gonna wait? So who are you picking? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll give you an out, and you can say it depends if it's within five years, Darlene, if it's after five, or something like that. Something like that. I think that's where the cutoff is. I think that four year mark is kind of like where I would go. I wouldn't even, I would, three years is a little, because Darlene has been what? This is his fourth year? 
um, off the top of your head, three or four, three or four years. So he's kind of just taking shape now, and I think Power will kind of be similar to that. Okay, let's try to get through these quicker. Power or Pavelski? I'm gonna go Power. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll because take Power age. over a depreciating just, asset. Yeah, I think it's just age. Um, Pavelski's playing out of his shoes, obviously again this year. I'm not saying he can't do it next year, but what about year three? Or the okay, year after same, that, whatever you're looking at. Same thing for Giroux? Hmm. Giroux's an interesting one because if he stays in Florida... Um, I'd rather Giroux. Yeah. I'd rather Giroux because I think there's a little bit less on the body there. I think he still has another two, three, maybe four left in him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, power. Let's do a couple more forwards and we'll go to defenseman. Power or Lafreniere? Now we're talking. Now we're in the now same. Now we're age talking. Group. Now we're in the same age group. One's on the Rangers. One's a forward. One's a defenseman with Buffalo. Hmm. I am just because I like to lean forwards more. I'm. I'm still going laugh. I'm leaning, leaning ever so slightly to laugh as well. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not giving up on this kid. I think he's. He's put himself in a different category than a guy like Kako, which I would pick power over Kako mm-hmm. if you if you gave me that option. But I think Laugh is, uh, I'm not ready to give up on him like I am Kako. Okay. Um, Byfield, similar, similar with, with to Laugh? Yes, the only thing there, I don't know. I haven't, Byfield hasn't shown me enough for me, for me to say. Well, it's been so, it's so early. Yeah, it's so early for Byfield because he's really only been there this year in a few games. Like, that one's a toss up. You can, you could, basically for me, Byfield is in the same scenario as Power. He still has to prove it and it's a shot in the dark. Like, I'll give you an example with Byfield. I, I had him on my NA spot when he was in the minors and when he came up, I traded him to a rebuilding team for Evander Kane after nice. Kane signed. So that, it goes to show you that. That's just, yeah. That GM kind of. Exactly. Right. But uh, for me, yeah, Ty, Ty goes to the forward and I'm going so by field. By field. Okay. Defenseman power or Sergachev. And I'm seeing both defensemen that you're going to go look at, but we'll take one at a time. And I'm just going to give you a spoil the party early. I'm, if I'm a rebuilding <laughs> team and I really don't have either, I'm keeping power over either of them. Okay. So I'm keeping you're power keeping over Sergachev. Yes. Sergeyev. And you'll get to the next one. I agree with you. I'll take power over Sergachev. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Sir, I don't know what Sergachev's ceiling is. Yeah. All I know is I don't think he's going to hit it because no. of Hedman. Yeah. So, but then we go power or Heiskanen, and you would rather power <laughs> over Heiskanen. I, I think that's crazy, Joe. I think Heiskanen is not, he hasn't, like, his point, produ- like, I, I expect more from him pr- from the point producing angle. I'm not saying he can't get there. I just, I think there's just more opportunity for, uh, not even opportunity, because Heiskanen's going to be number one after Klingberg is out. And I, which I believe in the summer, Heiskanen can go ham next year. I just, man, that playoff just run, Dallas. the playoff run that he had, where he was like a point per game. I just, yes, but have we seen that over a full year? No, that's the I'm, problem. I'm for it. I, you waiting? I, I, 
I trust in that more than I trust in just an unproven kid. Like I get what you're saying. I, I, yeah. Okay, this is you're not wrong. Let's put it that way. It's just yeah. I know I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. Oh, well, easy there, easy there, <laughs> easy there. Get to the final. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. No. So your uh, own power. Okay. It's I'm I. You know how ever so slightly I was leaning laugh. Ever so slightly I'm leaning power over Heiskanen because I we're kind gonna, of know what Heiskanen clip this is in two or three years, maybe next. <laughs> Who knows? Year. Yeah. Like again, I'm go back to my Thomas comment earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, when are we gonna give up on him? And he's not gonna we'll do see. it. Um, that proved me wrong this year. But this could come back and bite me in the ass as well. Yeah. Let's get to some injuries this week, uh, some big ones. Uh, it was announced that uh, Jake Allen was out for the rest of the year. We talked about Price and uh, Montembeau, who will get a, get a couple starts, I guess. Uh, Drew Doughty, it was announced that he was uh, he'd be out rest of the season. Nothing major on these because these were already out, players that were yeah. already out. Just the timetable announced. Yeah. So I really like Sean Dersey. I really, really like Sean Dersey. Even with Doughty there next year, I think Dersey can be can be valuable in leagues. Um, here's a big one. Tristan Jari, week to week. Does Smith any value? Uh, absolutely, I think. Yeah. Well, let's look at, let's, I mean, Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh's a good team, but let's look at their schedule moving forward here since uh, we don't have a lot of games. Boston, Detroit, Philly. Detroit Phillies are back to back next weekend, so and then only getting one of them, I'm assuming. Probably, and then the final week they play twice home, Edmonton and Columbus. So there's, he could get you some good good starts there. Like there's a four game span where, like they don't play from today on Sunday when we're recording to Thursday. Mm-hmm. So there's a nice break there, and then they go on a run of Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Friday. So. I don't know if he plays them all, but with Jari going down, and not like Jari was like really proven, but in the whole East, and we'll we'll talk about here. We'll just mention it right now. Freddie Anderson left the game on Sunday with an injury, so he's going to get an a MRI. Big one, yeah. That's a huge one. Even though playoff Freddie wasn't very proven either, but I, playoff Ranta, how long is he going to last? So, well, we already know yeah. what injured Freddie looks like. So, <laughs> you have in the East. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you have two goalie situations that are you can rely on, and that's Shosturkin in New York and Vasilevsky in Tampa. That's it. Every other situation up in is, the air. is up in the air. You have Boston. What is Swayman and, and Allmark, and who's starting there? You don't whatever. Allmark's also, also a little bit hurt right now. Yeah. You have the Leafs, Campbell, Shalgren. You don't know what you're going to get. Who knows? If if Campbell can stay healthy enough, if he's good, if he's whatever, and what kind of Campbell we're gonna get, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Bobrovsky uh, night. Bobrovsky night. Bobro- like Florida gives up goals. We've seen it. And then you have obviously yeah. Vasilevsky, like you said. And then in the in the Metro, who who Just knows Smith. what you're gonna get with uh, Samsonov and, and Vanacek in Washington. Yeah. Then you have DeSmith with Pittsburgh. Ranta maybe. Ranta maybe with Carolina. And Shesterkin. <laughs> and you have Shesterkin. So the two cemented are the two top two goalies. Like, if you want to go Rangers Tampa to meet the conference final of your playoff pools, I'm not going to fight you on that based on what we just went through. Yeah. Um, it's just how burnt out are the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, they're fine. 
Um, next, Bo Horvat. It was announced that he'd be out for two weeks. Sounds like he's done for the year to me. I mean, yeah. two weeks takes us there. Vancouver's kind of in a just a scratching and clawing to make the playoffs. Let's look if they're going to do it. Uh, so, yeah, with Horvat out, we'll get into some options for the week because Vancouver does play four times, and they play Monday and Tuesday. So we'll talk about that in a bit here. Um, Jordan Stahl, Carolina. He's actually been good lately, but he went down Sunday. No word on the severity of it. Same with Capo Caco for the Rangers. Yeah, he was Just, irrelevant anyways. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Eric Carlson in San Jose. Okay, week ahead here. We have a shit ton of hockey this week. 21 teams play four times. So, um, oh, man. Good little schedule here. And then the only team that plays twice is Buffalo. Um, and then three, three gamers from 10 teams. So, like I said, a lot of hockey. Heavy nights. It's, let's see. So, Monday we have six games. Tuesday, 10. Wednesday, 4. Thursday, 11. Friday, 4. Saturday, 12, Sunday, 11. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday are your heavy nights. A lot of teams going back-to-back on the weekend. But uh, like we said in the past, we're in the second last week. So obviously pickups are very important. And with games being spread out much more than last week, 21 teams playing four times, it's important to look ahead in the week and see where you have openings in your lineup. Again, like, you know, if there's fringe players that looks like they're not going to get in, they play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, get rid of them. You know, it's go time here. And another option, guys, don't forget that if you do have a two-week final for your head-to-heads, your three, four, five, whatever moves you have every week, it's literally for those two weeks. Yeah. It's not for each week. That's right. So, so you've really got to plan ahead on this one. Like, I'm going back to our pool. We have three weeks, three moves per week. We have three weeks over four, uh, no, not four, 14 days, 13 days. Yeah, one matchup over, yeah, five plus seven. So, so 12, 12 days. Yeah. So, a move every like, four days, basically. Yeah. And so, obviously, like, I, don't, I can't, we don't know what your lineups look like. No. So, you have to look ahead. And in saying that, I'm not going to like go through, you know, this, this guy plays this day, this, this no, day. No, you can't. Just some There's guys. A, yeah. So here's some guys that you need to look at. They've been really hot lately and they can probably help you out in the last 12 days of the season. We'll start with Robert Thomas. We talked about him a lot this episode. I know he's 62% owned, but that means he is owned in 38% of leagues. Wasn't, and, he, uh, wasn't, he, wasn't he like a couple of weeks ago just owned like 39% yeah. owned? Yeah. So and like tw- he was like twenty something most of the year because yeah. literally he doesn't do anything no. else but get points. There was many times this year I was on the verge of of him being Dropping a drop of yeah. Really? Thank God I did not do that. What well, what, yeah. what made me hold on to him was his his dual eligibility. Yeah. With the center wing position, right? He what a what a what a year for him. Seventy two points in sixty five games. And then we'll stick with St. Louis here. Brendan Saad, also playing well. 10 points in his last 11. He's an option for you. Uh, Nico Heeshear, quietly having a good season. 35% owned. He has 58 points in 66 games and 8 points in his last 5. All the guys I'm mentioning also play 4 times this week, by the way. Igor Sherangovich. 10% owned. He's slowed a bit lately, but he still has 7 points in his last 8 games. 
Noah Hannafin, here's a big one. 51% owned. He has 14 points in his last 12 games, and he's playing on the top power play unit, which is big, which is very big because that's a studded unit. Next, some Vancouver Canucks. As I mentioned, they play Monday and Tuesday um, this coming week, so the start of your final. Uh, They have a few players that have been playing very well lately. Alex Chieson, 2% owned. It shocked me to see that he had nine points in his last five games. Wow. There's, uh, yeah, Vasily <laughs> Podkolzin, 3% owned. He moved on to power play one. He has six points in his last four games. And then Connor Garland, 30% owned, seven points in his last five. And then a pair of uh, of Senators here. They may be they might be owned if in your pool. If they are, definitely worth adding. Josh Norris, 61% owned, been on a tear lately, 51 points in 59 games this season. And then Timmy Stew, 13 points over an eight-game point streak. He's 40% owned. And he loves his empty net points. Timmy Stew? Loves his empty net points. Which means you love your empty net points. Jake DeBrusque, 27% owned. He's still on the top line with Bergeron and Marchand. He's got no points in his last four, but prior to that, he had 10 points in seven. Seth Jarvis, 6% owned, top line with Aho and Shvechnikov, six points in his last six games. If Stahl's injury isn't bad, you can also look at him, 22% owned. Hits a bunch, and he's been good lately. Michael Bunting, 52% owned, 10 points in his last eight games. Always, I mean, he's playing with Matthews and Marner, so there's always point potential there. And then Arturi Lekkanen, 5% owned. He has four points in his last three games, playing on the second line with Comfer and Burakovsky. Hopefully for his sake, Kadri comes back shortly. Is it me or was, was Lekkanen on the, playing on the top power play unit as well? I didn't see that. We could have. Because I, I saw some points when he was on the power. Like he was with and Rantanen and McKinnon were getting assists and McCarr were getting assists on his points on those four points recently. Because he had like a, I think he had a, what, a three-point game and a one-point game or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I like Lekin, especially this week. Like Keep an eye out for that because I think he's on the power play unit replacing maybe uh, Kadri. Yeah, if, if you have a lot of a lot of moves, like we said... Or actually, or a little, a few moves because Colorado players will probably get in your lineup every night, and Lekkinen could be one of those. The Avs are one of only two teams, them and the Caps, that play no back to backs this coming week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Oh, prime! So Lekkinen's a, a solid option. Prime targets for you. Um, yeah, that's it for the week ahead, JoJo. Guys, finals. That's what it's all about. Now, I hope for most of you, your payouts were in the regular season. Your bigger payouts <sighs> were in the regular season. My Just biggest pet sense. peeve. Yeah, my biggest pet peeve uh, is the bigger payout in the playoffs. But um, it is what it is. It means something. You still can get some cash for those of you left in it. And this two-man show might be in a collision course for the final. Both our matchups are coming down to the final day, which is today, which we're recording. So this two-man show might be the final of our pool. As it should be, right? Well, we we did finish first and second in the regular season. So it's only fitting that I end up beating you in the final for the first time 
this season because the last two matchups, <laughs> you beat me. My team is decimated. I have Leonard. Like, you won. Congrats, anyway. Oh, even if I, I won. There. Please. Even if I get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's such a typical thing to say. And you know what, actually? We saved this till the end. I was very, very close. I think it was on Tuesday. Or Wednesday, I can't remember when, what day of the week it was. I was very, I was this close from going into the group chat and saying, "Amp, congratulations, great season. I'm happy for you, bud, to go uh, to the you final." Snapped on you. I was so close because my team had nothing, and then I had, I think, a Wednesday or Thursday night where I had like 17 points or 18 points or something like that, and I was just like. Okay, thank God I didn't because Ant would have just killed me. <laughs> yeah. So the classic, the classic. What do we call it? The when you when the you smush. the smush. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. I couldn't remember. I couldn't. And then there's think. the reverse smush, <laughs> which you're already gearing up for yeah. <laughs> if you get to the final. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's get out of here, Joe. Big hey, boys. week ahead for everybody. We'll save Battle of the Bargains to socials. Oh, no, let's do it, no? You want to do it? Let's do it. Okay, I'll go liking it. <laughs> you, you won. You won this week. I get liking it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You're ahead in the standings. Isn't it based off of the previous week? No. Fine, I'll go I'll go. Uh, Jimmy Stew. Timmy Stew. Oh. Timmy Stew's not under 20% Oh, yeah, it's 40%. Shit. <laughs> okay, you can think about it. I'll think um, about it. Okay. But fine. what we're going to do is the winner of Battle of the Bargains between the four of us, it looks like Anth, he'll get first pick in the playoff pool. Ooh, that's a good, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going Sod. All right. Lucking in Sod. We'll get the other two guys' picks. We'll post them. Guys, play along. Final week? Or we'll do, we'll do one the final week. We'll do one the Monday, the Friday slate. What the hell? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for your support. Thanks for listening all season long. We'll and be back. For those of you who celebrate it, Bona Pasqua, Happy Easter. We're recording on Easter Sunday, so for those of you celebrating, enjoy it. Yeah. Or Happy Passover. Or yes. Ramadan. All the I. I'm, you are not familiar. With yeah, it. no, I'm I'm claiming um, my, uh, I'm claiming ignorance. my ignorance here. I don't know what else is going on. I know Passover, but yeah, whatever it is, guys, be happy, hug your loved ones, and uh, enjoy some hockey. We'll be back next week with our second last episode of the season. Good luck in your pools. We'll chat then. Buona Pasqua, buona notte.